we are going to be talking about our passion and our soul purpose. Keep in mind, our soul purpose might not necessarily be what our incarnation purpose is. A soul purpose is like, like your oversoul. So what is God's grand plan for you, right? So, so many people nowadays I am finding, and I'm included in this, are having difficulty because they feel as though they are in a transitional phase. As a matter of fact, a few times in my life, I've been in a transition phase, but because I didn't see the future or I, or I didn't see where I was going or where the final outcome is, I kind of hunkered down and stayed where I was. Well, instead of taking that next move, spirit in essence kind of kicked me in the bum to get me moving. And you may find that if you're in a standstill or you feel like you're stuck, something often does come along and pushes you forward, whether it's an event or a place or a person or whatever. And unfortunately, if we have not taken heed to those, those hints that we receive, then sometimes those movements or whatever pushes us forward is unpleasant. Mm -hmm. As humans, we're, we get in ruts. We like the normal. We like consistency. Change can be upsetting, but more importantly, because we just don't know what's coming. I want you to keep in mind that what's coming is usually much greater than where you are now, because spirit knows where you are best suited. Yeah, but because we're unaware of where we're going, we tend to freak out a bit. So yeah, you're normal, and so am I. Yes. And even, you know, being a medium or a psychic, I can feel it coming sometimes months in advance. But like you, I tend to hold off a little bit until maybe I know a little bit more, or maybe I get a vibe about where spirit is showing me to go. That doesn't always happen, but sometimes it does. You see, with myself, our emotions often are too involved in the whole equation. And because we're fearful, we get in our own way. So we just don't understand what's coming. So as I said earlier, we all have a soul purpose. What was the purpose for God creating your soul? Many, many, many reincarnations ago, right? Many past lives ago. Well, we're going to get to that in a little bit. We're going to talk about the strengths that we all have, as well as our weaknesses, our likes, our dislikes. So I do suggest if you're watching this or if you're even listening to it, well, hopefully you're watching it because then you have an opportunity to sit down and actually do some of the work during the, the uh, webinar. So get yourself a paper and pencil out. Make sure you have that handy. If you're sitting there on your computer watching it, open up a Word document or open up pages so that you can kind of take notes because you will, at the end of this, understand a little bit more about why you are here, right? There's some steps that I want you to take. 
Um, some thought-provoking, interesting things that you need to sit there and set your emotion aside, set your wants and wishes aside, and tell yourself the truth. Yes, because that's the only way to find out who you are, what your passion is, and what you're here for, right? Now, I do want to let you know, and as you are, I'm sure you're well aware, one purpose is no better or different than any other. Just because someone may be richer or uh, hold a more prominent situation or because maybe someone is um, encountering one difficulty after another, it doesn't mean that their soul is any different than yours or your soul is more lofty or uh, better. No, it just is. You see, the great world of spirit, we call it God or universal source or uh, heavenly light or whatever your choice is, has created multiple types, I want to say types, of souls to enact and experience different things, right? So, for instance, if I wanted, let's, let's say I'm creating the souls. <laughs> Maybe I want to experience uh, hunger, like yearning. So I will create all these souls in a bunch of different situations to experience that hunger, that yearning. Maybe it's physical hunger. Maybe it's yearning for a loved one, or maybe it's yearning, or I'm, I'm hungry for notoriety or uh, physical needs, that type of thing. So in all these different hungers and all these different souls, God experiences us, experiences this through us. And so if you can think of all the different situations that we go through as human beings, there's probably, there's a myriad, probably thousands of different scenarios to go about learning that one thing. And the only way to completely learn it, and this goes for us too, through reincarnation, is to understand and live a situation through all the different nuances and different ways to go about doing it. So just a little, a little offshoot on that so you understand. Let's say, okay, so I'm going to use a very dire situation here, or a very like holy cromoli situation. Let's say that in one lifetime we were murdered. Is that a karmic lesson? It depends on the situation. Was that person putting themselves in that situation? Was that person intentionally maybe doing things that were involving themselves in an illegal uh, group? Right? So then back up a little bit. The case of murder or causing someone to lose their life 
we have to, as a soul, experience that from all different angles. So we once, at least once, have to be the person who is then loses their life. And then we also are the person who is the perpetrator. Then in another life, we may be the parent. We may be the child. We may be the person who teaches about murder. We may be the police officer who's on the scene. So it's like a great big ball of wax. All the situations are in that one occurrence, in that one karmic lesson. And when we do that, that is the only way to fully understand on a soul basis what it is that we need to learn from that. So as humans, of course, it's very easy to judge another, isn't it? Oh, boy. And I think that's how we all, and I'm not saying judgment as in it's always a negative thing. For instance, I, let's just be silly. I don't, I really just like rap music, okay? I see the art in it, yes. But I really just like it. it like, it hurts my ears. So maybe one time I'll be the musician who is criticized. And maybe another time I'll be the person who uh, loses an opportunity because of uh, judgment, right? So that, that is judgment. Does that make me a bad person? No. It simply shows our likes, our dislikes, that type of thing, what we think is right, what we think is wrong. And that's part of being human. We're recognizing within ourselves what is right, what is our fit. Yes? Doesn't mean that the judgment is bad. So... In that very simplified situation here, we also have to apply then that same principle to the murder. Granted, taking a human life is, is a horrible, horrible, horrible thing. But we still experience the fun things just as deeply as we do the horrible things and vice versa. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So make sure you got your pencils and pens and paper or you're on your word document or your pages or whatever. So number one, <laughs> what did you want to be when you were a kid? Pretty simple. For instance, I wanted to be a nurse. However, my grades were not up for it, right? So I wanted to help people. I wanted to empower them. I wanted to assist them in being better than what they are, whether it's health or emotion or whatever. So, you know, looking back now, I look at those wants, those wishes or the desire, but I look at the qualities of the nurse and now knowing you know what i do now i would say medical field yes however more in the psychology or psychiatry field right so think back about what you wanted to do when you were young so think back about that what is it what were those qualities 
in that position that you were looking for. So mine wasn't nursing. I'm looking for the qualities in nursing, right? Same thing with you. Number two, and this is a funny one. Who in your life, whether they're close or family or a friend or even a foe, now be honest with yourself, who are you jealous of? <laughs> that's, that's a biggie. Who are you jealous of or envious of? Who has that position that you're looking for? Do you know someone in that position? If you do, then maybe it's, it would be productive for you to look at all the different things that go into their position. And granted, we're talking about jobs right now. And of course, finding your sole purpose is so much more than that. And that's why I want to have you look at the characteristics. So what are the characteristics of what they have or who they are or what they do? What are those characteristics? What are those things that you admire? What are those things that you're jealous of? Okay. So again, just an example. My sister's actually an RN. What I'm not jealous. I am envious, but I also deeply applaud her dedication, her integrity, her honesty, her willing to step in, sometimes at the detriment of herself to help other people. Those things I'm very proud of her for, absolutely. And I could only hope that my life in what I do, even though it's completely different than nursing, has those characteristics. So what is it that you're looking for in the position of someone else or what they have, what they are, who they are, right? Okay, number three. Be honest. This is not bragging. Be totally honest. What skills come naturally to you? What skills come naturally to you? Are you the person that is a leader? Are you more the support person? Are you one of those people who are very right brain and like to do creative work? Are you left brain and you're very good with numbers and very good at analyzing? <laughs> yeah, I tried by doing my corporate career. So in other words, I tried to put myself and I was successful into a position that was not right for me. That was not right for me because I'm more right brain. I'm more the creative person. So what skills come naturally to you? Again, this has nothing to do with you being egotistical. It's simply stating your strengths. So everyone, everyone should be able to list at least five to ten things 
Everybody should. If you look at yourself honestly, absolutely. So if you could achieve anything, and this is number four, if you could achieve anything, no holds barred, what would you do? What would you do for a living? What would you do for a hobby? What would bring you the most ultimate joy and fulfillment? That's a biggie. And one of the reasons why I'm actually doing this webinar today is because of that. If you could achieve anything, what would you do? Mm-hmm. I can't tell you how many times people have said, um, well, I would walk dogs. I would work with animals. I would write. I would cut grass. I would um, take care of the elderly. I would babysit. I would go to the hospital and, and read stories to the children. But there's no money in that. How do I pay my bills? Mm -hmm. That's why I built the corporate career first. Same reasons. So your job in all this is for you to find a way to use the characteristics of those jobs and find a position where you can bring those positions in. If you want to walk dogs or you want to work with animals, veterinary, you could be a dog walker. Oh my gosh, you ever see all the people out walking their dogs nowadays? Of course, of course. And some people are unable to do that and would pay good money for that. So if you have the wherewithal and if you have the drive, that soul push, you can make it work. I guarantee it, you can make it work. Now, what are those things or what are the times in your life when you feel like everything is just flowing? Everything is flowing. It has nothing to do with luck. It just tells you that you're in with that universal flow. So what makes you feel as though you're in that flow? For me, it's meditating every day, which could be five minutes. But I meditated and I connected with spirit. I feel like I'm in the flow when I'm creating, whether I'm painting or sewing or singing or with something, something creative, right? Something right brain, because this is where I live. Now, Maybe you're in the flow when you're being more analytical because you feel more at peace with things that are cut and dry, black and white, baby. There's no right, remember? There's no concrete answer or no definitive, well, their left brain is better or right brain is better. It's simply who you are and why you were created. There you go. So, so many of us, myself included, try to push ourselves into this mold that other people think that we have to live in. 
you know, the, the push for 20, 30 or more years was go to college. And I'm, I'm in that boat too. That was our push. But if you are left brain or right brain and you can find something in a college situation where you can get a degree in what you're looking at, then you're bang on more power to you. However, if you are not, if you need more of a vocational education or something that will help you to build upon your natural strengths, then do that as well, right? Yeah. So next, number six, what gets you excited? What is it that gets you excited? So let's say you woke up tomorrow And the one thing that's going to make you jump out of bed and say, woohoo, what is it? What is it? It's not, we're not talking about the lottery here. <laughs> we're not talking about the lottery. We're talking about something that would make you jump out of bed and shout for joy that you get to do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, Here's another thing, number seven. How do you add value to the lives of others in a way that is enjoyable for you? Hmm? Right. Now, it took me a while to understand in my work that I had to, and I really hated this when I first started mediumship, you know, working professionally. It was very difficult for me at that time, 20, almost 30 years ago, to charge for what I did because I was a spiritualist minister and we did readings all the time in church service. So when it came time for someone, uh, when someone asked me for a private reading, it was very difficult for me to charge for a service that is a God-given talent. However, I do realize, and I've learned since, that whatever you do, whatever you do, doesn't matter how big or small it is, needs some type of compensation. So you could say you're, you know, you could be all lofty and say, well, this is, you know, I, the joy I get out of it is lovely. Yes, that is true. However, if you're going to live your passion, we also live in a physical world where we got to pay our bills, right? Yes. So how can you add value to the lives of others in a way that's enjoyable for you that can earn you an income? And if you're past that, if you're not looking to earn an income from it, or you are retired and you don't need the extra income, whatever the case may be, that's, of course, completely up to you. But for the most of us, we need to pay the bills. So how can I use my strengths to add value to the lives of others? Let's go back to that dog walker. Is that 
dog owner or dog companion, I guess you'd say, <laughs> is that person handicapped? Is that person swamped with work and they just can't get out to help water the dog? So you are adding value to those people. You're adding value to the life of the animal. You're showing the animal compassion. You're showing the, you're giving the animal exercise. And those are just like the tip of the iceberg, of course. So look at the different ways that you can add value or help someone else in what you're doing. Number eight, how can you begin to move in the direction of your dreams if you're still unclear? One of the things, and I go back to like really early on in the webinar, where I talked about being stuck in a rut, being at that standstill. Very often, and I'll use a, a tarot analogy. So the two of wands shows a choice, shows a decision that needs to be made. And the same holds with life. Like I could go this way, or I could go that way. But because we're unsure of what we're going to encounter, we stand here frozen with our feet stuck in the mud, going nowhere. Very often what spirit tells me to tell you or to tell clients is that to move anywhere is what you need to do, anywhere. Here or here, doesn't matter which way you go. What matters the most is that you move, that you go to it. And maybe a month, six months down the road, you realize, yeah, maybe I probably should have taken the other one. Or that maybe one, maybe that one seems a little bit more up my alley. Then you know, you know without a doubt that I've been there, I've done it, yeah, it's okay, but I'd rather do this. So you have your answer. And conversely, if you go over here and think, oh, Lordy day, that is not what I thought it was going to be. Now, you know, go to the next. So the simple act of picking up one foot and moving forward is huge, absolutely huge. So even if you're unclear as to where you need to go or what you need to do, just do it. Just go. Just move forward. Do anything that you can do to enhance or move forward on a journey, even if you're unsure of where the journey is going to take you. One of the things that I've learned from many years of working with clients is that when they take that first step, it's almost like spirit saying, aha, okay, she's ready. Now I will help her. They're not going to do the work for you. They're not going to throw this whole outline for you in your lap. No. They have to know that you are the one who's going to do the work behind achieving your goals. Once you take that initiation, spirit will say, okay, thank you. She's ready to start moving and I will help her now. Right? But if you're going to sit like a little bump on a log, it's not going to happen. It's simply not going to happen. So you do have to show the initiative and, and get moving. Now, number nine, how will I feel once I finally have clarity about my purpose? 
You should be shouting from the rafters, kiddos. Shouting from the rafters. One of the things that I realized in my path when spirit stepped in and kicked my butt was that I was going to a better place. I was being put into something or somewhere that was more in alignment with who I am now. And you repeat that. You will be put into a place where you're going to be more in alignment with who you are at the present time. Because we're not stagnating. We're constantly growing. We're constantly um, changing and, and ever like flowing, right? We're constantly. So it's no wonder that, of course, we get a little freaked out when we don't know where we're going. However, when we're in that flow, because we've taken that first step, you're going to see that where you're headed feels more and more and more appropriate and in alignment with my soul because I'm at peace. I'm at peace. Even though I may not see the final destination, we, you know what? We should never see the final de destination because if we see the final destination, then we're done. Yeah. That means we're in a constant growth pattern. Yay. Absolutely. <laughs> you might be saying, oh, what the heck? How on earth? Like, this is a constant. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Now, one of the things that, that for instance, I hear older people, and my mother-in-law is the same way. She's 94. Lovely, lovely, lovely lady. But she often says, what am I still here for? Maybe she's not here for herself. Maybe she's here to teach everybody else around her, right? Maybe her sole purpose has morphed a little bit. Maybe her sole purpose has now changed to showing other people fortitude, helping us to learn compassion, helping us to learn patience. Oh boy, that's a biggie for many of us, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. How is it going to feel once you finally have clarity about your purpose? Again, shout from the rafters, girlfriend and boyfriend. Shout from the rafters. Once you have clarity, then you can move forward knowing that when you're in the flow, you will be provided for. Things will start falling into place. If you are fighting tooth and nail, to achieve something that means it was probably never for you in the per in the first place as disappointing as that is recently experienced that one myself but as disappointing as that is we have to realize that that one was never in our sole purpose to begin with to maybe we're past that stage altogether we've already learned that we don't need to learn it again or three, maybe there's something better coming along that will replace what it is that we were hoping for. 
Yeah, as disappointing as all that is, at least at the moment, at least at the moment. But knowing that, again, we're always in that state of flux, we're always changing, I can't wait to see what's coming instead. Yes. So, how can you allow your truth to shine? How can you allow yourself to, like, break out of that mold that probably our society and our families and our religion has put us into? How can we break out of those molds? Simply by showing and knowing and living your life in truth. Now, don't get me wrong. Just because it's your truth doesn't mean it's going to be somebody else's. Or it doesn't even mean that it's going to be someone else's desire for you. However, you're living your life as God has made you. You don't have to please anyone else but yourself and God. Yeah. So it's a biggie. It's a real biggie because I do know that when I let my light shine, I alienated a lot of people because I was not who once they thought I was supposed to be. Other people do that kind of work. No one in my family does that. How will what you do affect me? That's none of your business. That's their problem, not yours. So let that freak flag fly, baby doll. Absolutely. Do you and I'll do me. Be at peace with who you are as a soul. I have a couple events coming up that um, I'm in. Let's see, where am I at? On the 17th, so this weekend, I'm in Ann Arbor, Michigan, doing a public spirit gallery. On the 1st of December, last gallery for the year, and then we jump to, I think it's February. Anyways, so on December 1st, I'm in Rochester, Michigan at the Updog Yoga. There are still tickets for that. There's actually quite a few tickets because the room can house quite a few people. So again, that's the last event for the year. So if you'd like to come on out, I'd love to have you. You can get tickets for both of those events on my website. Just go to lisabusan.com or mediumlisa.com and go to the events page and then you'll see how you can grab tickets for those events upcoming. I do have a couple seats remaining for walk-ins, but they're few and far between. And then I just found out today, woohoo! I'm teaching again in Lilydale next year, August 26th and August 27th. The 26th, I'm teaching about reincarnation and karma. So it kind of goes along these lines. Um, however, it won't be about finding your soul purpose. It'll be more about why we reincarnate and how many lifetimes we've reincarnated and what's the purpose behind it. So it, it's a pretty deep, deep class. So, and I just love it. I just love it. Now, on the 27th of August of next summer, I will be teaching who's who in the world of spirit. So if you're a medium, whether you're beginning or advanced, doesn't matter. I've been given a system by spirit so we can determine who is who. 
if you're clairvoyant or clairsentient or whatever. I've been given a system by spirit years and years ago, and I've been using it since then. And it's, I have to say, it's pretty doggone brilliant and probably 90 to 95% correct. So I'm teaching that as well. So I can't wait for that. I'm really excited. And if you are interested in any of the Lilydale offerings, go to lilydaleassembly.org. Lily is spelled with one L, L-I-L-Y. So lilydaleassembly.org, you can find the information there. So that's pretty exciting. I can't wait because you know what? You have to apply to teach there. And this, I think, is the fourth or fifth year. I think it's the fifth year maybe that I've taught there. And it really is an honor. It is an honor because Lilydale is the home of modern spiritualism in the United States. It's been in existence since I think it was 1841 or something like that. Um, in Lilydale, New York. So about an hour, 45 minutes or so, an hour east of Erie, Pennsylvania. So I hope you're able to come out and check out their website. They won't have the 2019 events listed yet. They probably will start listing them eh, probably in uh, January. Enrollment will probably happen in February and in March. But you can get on there and look at all the different outlines and all the different instructors that they have coming in which so that's really exciting at least i think it's exciting <laughs> so until next week my little chicklets may you seek the divine be the divine and reap the divine god bless Mwah.